everybody welcome back to the upcycled podcast my name is heather and my name is kristen and kristen is finally back this week i'm so excited i missed you oh i missed you too it was nice was it though it was nice i mean i love recording with you but just to know that you and andy got to do an episode together how was recording with him um i'm thankful that he partake partook Mm -hmm. um in it and i'm thankful that he was willing to participate but andy and i are just two very different people when it comes to things like things like that no co-host no co-host change no (laughs) maybe we'll have him on as a guest in a future episode but he just thinks everything is he just he's a jokester he likes to Mm -hmm. make jokes Andy's very funny. I think even when he was, um, like, applying to be on the worship team, he said, like, what are your strengths? And Andy literally just put, I'm really funny. <laughs> and now, like, I think that was it. He was like, I'm really funny. It was either strengths or, like, anything else we should know about you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm very funny. Aww. How was your week? <laughs> you know, it was not bad. I mean, the kids have been in school, and mm. I've been trying to get back to everything going back to normal. Yep. It's hard when you're quarantined, and... Right. It was, you guys got a lot of one-on-one time. Oh. <laughs> yes. I love my husband. Please don't take my size as me not loving my husband. But when you're quarantined for two weeks... Mm-hmm. And the thing is... Just I, two weeks? Yeah. Man, that flew by. Yes. 10 days but technically yeah you know wow but um because he because of the weekends he had off it, mm-hmm. it worked out to be two full weeks wow and it was like we didn't get the vacation that we were supposed to get so mm-hmm. that was like a bummer but then we were quarantined and the i say unfortunate we were very blessed like andy was the only one that got it i did not and andy got a very mild case where he felt um just kind of achy the first two days and slept a lot but then after two days, he was, like, uh, outside mowing the grass. He And then he was, like, researching. Not researching different ways to, like, cut the grass. And then he, like, because he could be alone out there. So he wasn't yeah. around anybody. So he's, like, oh, I'm going to go cut the grass. Did cut he the do grass. any patterns? He did. He did that diagonal pattern. Yeah. He's very proud of himself for that. He built two um, flower bed boxes mm-hmm. for my windowsills for the outside because we're redoing the very cool outside um he mowed the lawn and did some things mm-hmm. out back and like has just been like his honeydew list that he has made for himself yeah. he's played guitar i've heard guitar every single day that he's been home like but he's poor thing he's just bored so i know he's excited to get back to yes the real world civilization yes to reality back to work and I'm ready this week I've been planning my 10-year high school reunion so I've been on the phone with lots of venues lots of managers lots of you name it I've been talking to them and I actually found a company that wants to sponsor half of my reunion that's awesome did so it's for this year it's for 2022. Okay, because I was like, yeah. did we graduate the same year? Because no. I just got invited to mine 
Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a $50 ticket, so I don't know. Oh, no, honey. Mine's 100 Come, oh, for real? Come prepared. <laughs> yeah, I... it's, it's really. It's for 300 plus people. Um, it's a $30,000 budget. And nice. it's going to be really cool. The company that's sponsoring, they're going to sponsor half the venue, a dessert bar, the food, and a DJ. Nice. And I guess the owner fell in love with me when I was talking to him. So he's really wanting to show out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, it's also business, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you got that many people. So we went to a graduation party one time. Mm-hmm. And this venue was, like, brand new or whatever. The person got a really good deal on it. And Andy and I, like, fell in love with it. And we ended up having Thea's baby shower there. Yep. And then they posted about, like, Thea's baby shower and everything like that. Our friends were all intrigued, like think three people from Thea's baby shower ended up booking business yeah and so like when you just want to get your name out there and now they're really big so yeah and they're very expensive but I've been doing that all week and I've also this morning at seven in the morning I don't know what got into me I built an Ikea dollhouse that's too at seven at seven in the morning that's too much for me I I don't know what got into me I loved every minute of it (laughs) I pretended to sleep through my alarm so that Andy would drive the kids to the bus stop at 7 in the morning. We talk the night before who's taking the kids to school. We don't. No, you just wing it. YOLO. (laughs) You just wing it. Well, because the night before we do get everything prepared for Mm -hmm. them, like clothes and our kids have to wear like uniforms and stuff like that, which everybody's like, oh, uniforms are so easy. Yes, until they're only allowed to wear like a specific outfit and then like you forget to do that washing so it's not like you can just throw on a kitty cat dress or whatever Mm -hmm. and call it a day and send them on their way no so i have a love-hate relationship with uniforms but we get all that stuff set out the night before so everybody's Mm -hmm. ready technically and um it's just usually i get up but because andy is done like with his quarantine Mm -hmm. he was like I'll just get up. He didn't even, like, try and wake me. Oh, that's nice to sleep in sometimes. It was nice because I had a very busy day today, so. My son doesn't have a uniform at school, and he loves it. That's so nice. Ashley wishes she didn't have a uniform because Mm -hmm. she's very expressive. She loves to express herself. She loves to dress up. She just loves her outfits and clothes, so it's hard for her, but um, she's grown to love it she accessorizes with her scrunchies and little pops her bracelets and things like that she um we're i'm not thinking about it i know i want to it's just trying to figure out how to pull them out of their school oh yeah i'm hoping um so they don't have like advanced classes at Mm. that school so i'm applying for school choice when it opens up but actually they do like an aptitude test, you know, yeah. at the beginning of the year. So Ashley's came back, and mind you, she's eight and just started third grade. So for language arts and uh, reading, Ashley scored in the 95th percentile nationally. Wow. And she, her reading and language arts scores are the equivalent of a fifth grader who has been in school for five months. That's awesome. And then... Maybe you should do like... A charter school or a magnet school. She was in a charter school before we moved yeah. here to Polk. 
um, county. It's really hard to find ones with openings. We've got one right down the road that's a charter school. You got to apply now. That's what we, it opens up in October. Yep. So right now I'm just basically waiting for October to hit and then I'm going to apply. My stepdaughter, I set her up for success. She had failed um, first grade when she was younger. Mm -hmm. And then I got her into a charter school for fifth grade and they teach a year above. Yeah. And then she was able to, when she went back to public school, she was able to skip. And I guess they have this thing called step up. And she was able to skip a grade. Yeah. So now she's in the right grade. Yeah, I've got to talk to the, um, I've got to talk to them and see what we can do because she's like becoming bored in school mm -hmm. and like she wants to talk and I know she wants to talk because she knows the stuff. Yeah. That, you know, Maybe the lessons. Maybe skip a grade. Fingers crossed. I'm trying to set up a yeah. meeting with the counselor and stuff and just hope do it goes well. Do you know now kids can graduate with? A high school diploma and an AA. I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Really? Yes. Yes, and I had my... Um, Nobody I'm... told me about that when I was in school. So, let me tell you something funny. It's like hidden knowledge. It is, but... um. So, what's funny about it is, when I was in school, ninth grade, I failed ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just going through a lot in like my home life and stuff and like I failed and I'll never forget my English teacher she was exam day took my exam turned it in they graded it my English teacher pulled me out of class right that moment and she said you failed my class and you're gonna sit in here and get an A on your English exam she was like what is going on like, how do you fail a class and then get an A on the English exam? Granted, what she didn't know is, like, all the things I was yeah. going through and stuff behind closed doors, you know? So, um, I was like, oh. So, nothing ever caught up with me until my senior year. Because I they moved me on to the next grade. Mm -hmm. In my senior year, I basically had to repeat a whole year along with my senior year. Plus, I was in childhood education classes getting my cert oh. uh, certification to do preschool to teach preschool so you got three things when you graduated yes so like did you have those ropes no because okay. i wasn't honors okay i wasn't honors i wasn't in any of the like fancy like, don't, don't get don't get so i barely graduated <laughs> i barely graduated so we i often look back at my um senior year mm -hmm. and i was going to regular school during the day yep. I was taking two online classes I was taking three night school classes my goodness my life was nothing but school and then I was getting like volunteer hours at like the local preschool or y and YMCA mm -hmm. to get I did that too to get hours to say like I had um uh, experience yeah so that when I would go get a job I would get one and like I wasn't in any extracurricular or anything like that, but it was a lot. And I look back on that, I'm like, how did I make it through? And, like, my grandma. Right. Waking up at 6 in the morning. You know, when you oh. think about how early you had to wake up back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 6. It was usually um, because I would get to school right at 7. Mm -hmm. School started at 7.30. Did your school do, my school served 
pizza and a cinnamon bun. We had breakfast pizza. No, I'm talking like leftover lunch from the day before with a cinnamon bun on top. So I was an introvert and getting in the food line scared me. Like it oh, made me nervous no. that people were like looking at me and like something, you know what I mean? Like, and I got like the free lunch, you know? Yeah. Because we fell below that that threshold they made you do two different lines no they didn't make you do two different lines but i was always like scared that somebody was gonna like judge me or look at me oh no see i wanted everybody in the school to look at me really i'm the type to walk across the whole cafeteria see but okay so i am not from here so Mm -hmm. i came from california Mm -hmm. and when we moved to the city that we moved to it was a very small town Mm -hmm. like i'm talking kids had named like roads named after them because their roots went that thick down into the soil of this town it was sticks and um i did not i was like the new girl Mm -hmm. and what grade did you move um so i got here at the end of second oh that's not that bad you you grew up with them it's not that bad until in third grade so um i'll never forget I know the girl, um, I could look her up on Facebook right now. She told the teacher that she did not want to, cause we had desks that like sat next to each mm-hmm. other. And she told the teacher that she did not want to sit next to me because I was disgusting and weird. And she told in front of the entire class. Yeah. And I was mortified. And then literally that same time they found out I had a learning disability. So... I got moved from that class and put into an ESC class. So it was Mm -hmm. smaller. There was only like six kids in that class. Most of them I'm actually still friends with on Facebook. And so that like didn't help because then rumors start about why I got moved out. And then I got – and like then it started because that followed me. I was in ESC classes for the rest of my schooling Mm -hmm. because that's what fit me and what benefited me. But then when I got to um, high school, Mm -hmm. there were ESC classes that I had to have, and they were in um, our wing, which Mm -hmm. our wing or our hall at our school was for um, like a special needs adult program. Oh. And so they hosted the special needs adult program in that hallway, and I mean- Those were all amazing, like, fantastic people. Some of the nicest people I've ever met Mm -hmm. were people going through that, Yeah, you know, for one one reason or another. Um, And so many people in high school made fun of me because I was in that hallway and because I had classes there. And so I stuck to myself. Well, high school was pretty traumatizing for me. Which is so ironic that I'm planning my high school reunion. I don't know. God told me I remember the exact place I was in my high school before I graduated senior year. I was along this wall and God spoke to me and he said, you're going to be the one to plan your high school reunion. And I remember thinking like, no, not me. (laughs) Somebody will definitely do it before. Yeah. I reached out to my class president. I reached out to the school I reached out to a couple people. Nobody was going to plan it. God was right. It was meant for me to do. Well, and you love that, though. You love mm-hmm. planning things. You love events. 
I do love events. I don't, so my mom was telling me, I forget what kind of test it is, but it's a personality test. And you're either a dove, so a peacekeeper, Mm -hmm. an owl you keep to yourself, or no, I'm sorry, an owl is a leader, a peacock, very flamboyant and showy, and what is the other one? Oh, she's going to be listening to this, and she's going to be like, how could you not remember? (laughs) I told you, you you don't listen to me. (laughs) Well, I found out I'm peacock and owl. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. I just have always loved it. Yeah? The spotlight, yeah. That's why I don't mind walking across the, the lunchroom or... Well, I am a recovering introvert. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> because it's true. I am the antisocial social butterfly. And <laughs> I... Well, because for a long time, like, I was just afraid to... But then, like... Once I started coming to church and Mm -hmm. I really wanted to step out of my comfort zone, like if I was going to give how, like in my mind, it was, how can I give my all to God if I'm not giving my all to to everybody else? You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Mm, no, not me. Do not call on me. I don't want to be. But now it's like, I'm, it's, it's small steps. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, grab a mic and talk in front of, like, an entire congregation of people. I'll see where I asked. Can I speak for our women's discipleship graduation? Oh, did you really? I did. This all started, um, I ended up going to a place called Choices. Mm-hmm. And they pick one client a year to go to their huge gala to share their testimony. And they're like... Kristen, you know, we want to pick you this year. Do you mind speaking? I'm like, sure. How many people? It was either like 500 or 600 people in there. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And I was in the bathtub. And God, my mouth was just like, blah, 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 blah. And God gave me my speech. And I wrote it all down in less than five minutes. Really? And then that's when I knew I had a gift for writing Mm -hmm. and speaking. And then I went up on the stage, cool as a cucumber. And well, I was eating, like there was food there. Mm-hmm. So I was eating my dinner and drinking and everybody at my table, nobody knew I was speaking. I didn't tell anybody. There, and there was pastors from church. I didn't tell anybody. And then when everybody saw my name on the itinerary, they're like, you're speaking? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, why are you eating? You know, why are you drinking? Aren't you nervous? No, I'm cool as a cucumber. I went up on stage my husband could not stop sweating. He was so nervous. I'm like, oh. just relax, you know? I got this. Yeah, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I just found my calling. I'm starting to feel like that. Mm-hmm. I've always had um, leadership tendencies. Like, mm-hmm. I've always been good at leading a group for, like, classwork or projects or whatever. But it was always, like, I always kind of got held back and you know what's funny is when I was in youth group we had this thing where you had to like it was a challenge that if you could um recite the 10 commandments in front of everybody mm-hmm. that I think you won like 100 bucks or something like that oh wow yeah and at like 15 that's a lot of money that's a lot of money right now yeah but like can you imagine 15 yeah. when you have no bills and nothing else that needs a hundred dollars like yeah got a lot of things that could need a hundred dollars right now but Mm -hmm. and 
I got up on stage and I said them. And looking back, I'm like, where did she go? Oh. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I used to be that person who mm. had no problem. Okay. I dare I speak this into existence and let people know. Used to be on the drama team at church. You told me about this. Like, yeah. Where did she go? And so I'm trying to find her again. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could pray for boldness and confidence in anything that's, um, anything that makes you feel less than. Yeah. Rebuke it right away. Yeah. Just, I have a really big problem with self-worth that I'm working on. And just go back to the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control goodness faithfulness and gentleness it's not from god yeah so if you're feel, i don't know you don't have to like publicly say what your issues are but like some people have the most craziest foam like fears the craziest and it's like if you were to tell another person they would never have noticed mm-hmm. do you know what i mean well i'm just like i think the big thing is like that thing that happened in third like well i don't know I think now as an adult, that has, like, I keep going back to that because I'm, like, I don't want somebody to judge me. I don't want somebody to think I'm weird. I don't want somebody, like, I'm just afraid of, like. Well, first, I think we need to ask for forgiveness for that little girl. Yeah. You know, Lord, we bring her to your altar. May you deal with her the only way that you know how to deal with her. And, Lord, we just go back to that time period where little Heather was there and she had to experience that comment. And Lord, may you be with her. May you be with her heart. May you touch her. May you give her the boldness and confidence to tell that girl not to speak that mean, just lie over her in Jesus' name. You know? Mm-hmm. It's okay when you pray to go back and see yourself as a child. Yeah. Do you know? And you can deliver anybody to God's altar. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes you're not going to know how to pray for someone. So you can just ask God. Can you please handle them? Can you please deal with them? Can you please soften their heart to situations like this? And he'll help you. You know, if you're if, yeah. you're if you're actively seeking peace over a situation that happened in the past, he'll help you. He'll bring clarity. Yeah. I just feel like in my spirit, like, there's so much potential for me. And I feel like God keeps telling me, like, you're so much bigger than the box you're putting yourself mm. in. So you know what God spoke to me um, a year ago? That I will never be in a box. Really? No. I tried for a very long time to fit this cookie cutter shape that people wanted me to be in. And that's just not me. Yeah. I'm unique. I'm a peacock. As this personality test says, I like to stand out. I like to be bold. I like to be different. And my ideas don't make sense to people at times, but when they do, when they're complete, they make sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I need, I need, um, I need more space than the box is willing to give me. Yeah. And I mean, I just can't get over that. Like I can, it's like, I hear God saying like, you're, this is great, but there, you're so Mm -hmm. much more than this. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost like that push. Yeah. And I just am really trying to pray and be obedient to God and what he's saying and be like, okay, I, I can feel you pushing me. 
where am I supposed to go? Like, what direction do you need me to go in? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds for me. That's God's perfect timing. He he already knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just I've got to come to terms with Mm -hmm. (laughs) it being his timing and not mine. And that's where the human side of it kicks in. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just kind of get impatient or frustrated or with those things. I do. I'm actually dealing with some of that myself. Yeah. I'm like screaming, why not now? Why this person? Why this? And it's like I have to keep remembering every no is that much closer to my yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I'm going to get off track, but this is something I just need to know. Okay. Because this is something that a couple weeks ago it hit me. Why are we so afraid of like admitting when we're going through stuff or when we're not feeling great you and it's so funny because somebody said I was at church and somebody said oh how are you doing and I said I'm good and I was falling apart like not falling apart why didn't you say that oh I'm not doing the best right now can you pray for me I don't know well I know I do know I do know why my biggest thing I'm always afraid of admitting that there's something going on with me that there's something wrong that there's something um I even don't like admitting when I'm sick or when, uh, I don't like telling people everything I do because I never want somebody to look at me and be like, um, I don't think she can handle this or I don't think that, you I know. I think you need to pray and find where that root comes from because yes. it sounds like you have not like a shame, but like there's some negative emotion attached to being truthful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have the opposite problem. And y'all don't think I'm like a liar or a pathological liar or anything going no, on? No, no, yeah, Heather's telling the complete truth. I'm like, I, um, no, I felt really sad when you said that, like, maybe what? I have a negative thing with telling the truth. Like, when I tell the I, truth. When I, did I say that? When you were saying, like, I have a negative oh, root with, with feeling not, like I should tell the truth. I, it, like, I should be honest with my feelings. And my emotions. No, me. No, I mean like, maybe at one point in your life you were able to do that. Yeah. And somebody made you feel shame about that. Yeah. And I don't know exactly where that comes from. You can pray for God to reveal it to you, mm-hmm. either a specific incident or an age. Yeah, because the thing about it is like, when and I do have a full plate. I normally mm. I normally have a full plate, but. As you all know, you're the same kind of person. I enjoy serving as well. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a way for me to serve in the community, at church, or you know, whatever, I'm willing to add that on. Yeah. Like, and, like, I have four kids. So, of course, that's going to fill up a lot of your plate. I'm married. That's going to fill mm-hmm. up my plate. Um, I help take care of my grandma and my grandpa and stuff. You know, I hang out yeah. with them, errands and stuff. So that takes a plate. I'm also uh, a daughter who's there for her dad and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I feel like if I were to tell people like a list of everything that I do or I take care of, like that they're going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to, she can't handle this or she can't handle that. That's not your tribe then. I just, no, I know that. I avoid those people. <laughs> I can avoid them, love them at a distance. Yes, I don't, um, 
I don't tend to get close. Whereas, like, with you, I'm able to say, like, I mean, you know all mm-hmm. I do and I, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I see everything you do. And it's like, but I know that if you, I know you would still come to me and say, hey, like, could you help me on Friday? I need to, like, yeah. do this, this, this. I'd be like, yeah. But you're not afraid to ask me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, see, I have the opposite problem as you. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. I'm very vocal with what's going on in my life. I always have been. I just refuse to let shame control me. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to be. I feel like there's a there was a point in time where I used to be this outgoing. You're still outgoing. Per, I mean, I'm outgoing, but like, I used to put myself out there with no reservations. I put myself mm-hmm. out there, but I guard my heart and I guard mm. my spirit. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like, well, oh. of course, use discernment. Yeah. You know? And yeah. You know, you can't be. No, no, no. But I feel like the way I do it now, it's very much. Um, it, it's. I don't use um, so much discernment as it's out of fear. Like, I'd rather just overprotect mm. than let something, let my guard down, like, let something happen to me. I didn't think we were going to get this deep, but <laughs> here we are. This is what happens when you have a girl talk. I feel like, um, gosh, I feel like a lot is coming out. And now, mm-hmm. like, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but now it's things that I'm being forced to think about that I, ne- like, that you're saying to me. Yeah. That I've, n- I felt like I have never, um, thought to think about mm-hmm. in realizing. Well, there is such... There's such beauty in being 100% authentic. So people will not always like it. But you know what? At the end of the day, nobody can say I put on a mask. Mm -hmm. Nobody can say I was false about my identity or whatever they wanted to say. I'm 100% me 100% of the time with everyone. Yeah. And that's just it. And it's not in a rude way. You know, sometimes people say, take it or leave it. It's not like that with Mm -mm. me. I'm just, this is me. Yeah. You'll get to that point, too. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, you know, the poor greeters at the church, they're like, good morning, and I'm like, horrible morning. I need a coffee <laughs> ivy. I'm not saying that, but I will make a joke, you know, like, I could use a cup of coffee before I say good morning. Yeah, And it's okay to be... On the last episode, Andy called me a Walmart greeter. <laughs> and I said, well, excuse you. Sir, I'm employee they have, of the they, month. <laughs> they really don't have Walmart greeters anymore. They don't. They just have the receipt checker. <laughs> yes, it's a receipt checker. the person who sprays chemicals on the buggies. Yeah. I don't... Do they have that at Walmart? What, the chemicals? Yeah, I've never seen somebody spray a buggy. 100%. You haven't seen that? What Walmart are you going to? I'll tell you when we're not recording, but... This, Listen, the, the one wa- I got on here to here, those are some dirty carts. You you get oh, the no. little the little thingy and you wipe it. You can smell this cart the whole time you're shopping. The chemicals are that strong. You know how people bring their own like grocery bags to yes. the store? Do you think it'll get it to the point where you have to like bring your own cart? Bring your own cart. You know, like I see some people like at Aldi and stuff do that. Do you? Because you know how like think about it. We have strollers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same concept. Honestly, 
now that I'm thinking about it, that's what I need to do all day. I need to just bring my double stroller and just load it with groceries. Yeah. Like, go without the kids yeah. and start, like, loading it with groceries. I've seen people do that, even old people. I think they'll come up with, like, collapsible carts. Maybe. And then that way, like, your cart is your cart. You don't... Share germs, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the wiggly wheel. Andy always picks the cart with the wiggly wheel. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I test it. If it's hard to push, if it has a wiggle, if it has too much hair in the wheels, I'm a cart snob. You need your own cart is what you need. I do. You need a, this could be another business. Some, is... Sometimes I even pick on what the handle looks like. Oh, I normally pick on what the handle looks like. Yeah, this may be um, a business that we need to get into or look into. <laughs> um, your own personal shopping cart. So like yeah. Fold up and put it in your compact yeah. like a stroller like a stroller it's smart when you think mm-hmm. about it i mean okay delete this part of the podcast so nobody can nobody can get a patent already yeah <laughs> this is our deal can we trademark <laughs> can we trademark right? our idea this is poor man's patent yeah mail it to ourselves. watch this literally in like two weeks we're gonna see like the my pillow guy on right? the tv with the my shopping cart <laughs> i think he i think he passed away it's somebody new right the My Pillow guy? Billy Mays? No, that's not the My Pillow guy. Oh, but he passed away. Billy Mays did pass away, yeah. yes. But the My Pillow guy is totally different. Yeah. I that's a totally different guy. I was about to get on my phone and like look it up. Yeah. But yeah, so maybe we'll get into that. Well, we thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Um this has been fun. This has been a nice girl little- chat girl chat relaxing Mm -hmm. time we're all glad that Kristen is back i'm so happy to be recording with her again um but we hope to hang out with you again next week and uh god bless bye